If you've been reading Apramada recently, you may well have noticed, and hopefully you've read, uh, a very long article uh, split into three parts by Archera called A Good Heart is Not Enough. And uh, it's really, really good to read it. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. Uh, and I have with me Archera, the author, and I've also got Pragnanandi. So why is Pragnanandi here? Because she wrote an email to Archera after having read the article. And, uh, well, she said something very interesting. I'll, I'll hand over to Archera, who's going to read that, in, that uh, um, email to you. Thank you, Ratnaguna. So I'm Atra, the author of uh, that article, and um, I received an email just a few days ago. Hi, Atra and Ratnaguna. Thank you for posting these articles on A Good Heart Is Not Enough. I have found them fascinating. I think it's really important that other views are heard within Tree Ratna. I have taken time to read the articles carefully and reflect on my responses to them. Personally, I have left-wing views, and my first response was, I don't agree with what is written here. However, that is just a view. I decided that it would be really helpful for me to use the principles outlined here, which I absolutely agree with, to investigate the topics you use as examples, Atra. When I did this, I found I came to completely opposite conclusions than the ones you have drawn, and I found that fascinating. It seems to me that part of the problem with discussions in controversial areas is that people can use the same processes and come to widely differing conclusions based on other conditioning. I believe that people coming to different views are all sincerely trying to explore the problem, but that as soon as we try to discuss on an open forum, the discussion gets very polarised very quickly. So I'm wondering if we could discuss our different views without doing so on an open page on a website. <laughs> I would really like to explore why we have different conclusions. It would help me understand some of my friends who have very different views to my own. Would either or both of you be willing to enter into this exploration? I'm hoping that we can find the language and the willingness to explore difference in a way that is supportive rather than confrontational. Just a thought, uh, maybe we could meet up. So I replied immediately uh, to say I appreciate the spirit in which you've written, Pranyanandi. And yes, I'd be delighted to what you suggest. Thanks. Is, uh, I've been looking forward to this. Um, and we did talk about um, the possibility of doing it on Zoom. Here we are. Uh, and um, we agreed that this may or may not make it to publication. So so um, just wondering if there's any more I, sh I uh, should say about myself or the article. Maybe um, just say that I wrote an article in three parts. I have a fascination with wise policy writing and processes. And um, I thought recent events made some very good material to um, give something specific and not end up with something that was too abstract. So this was an attempt to lay down some principles that I thought led to wise policy making. Um, probably enough enough from me yes um uh i just have to tell our viewers if we have viewers uh that i won't be taking much part in this because uh, i haven't read the articles uh, as carefully as pregnant so this is really a conversation between pregnant and archer and i may 
come in some at some points. I don't know. I wonder, um, Archer, whether it might be good to just go through the five, or at least mention them, the five principles that you outline. Uh, yes. So the first principle was to look at a problem in the round. The second principle was to be aware of trade-offs and trade-offs uh, there's never um, in my view there's never a complete solution for every uh, positive effect we try and achieve there's something um, um, there's usually some adverse factors that need to be taken into account uh, the next one was uh, to be aware of um, assumptions the that was the third one the fourth one was the power of groupthink um and how to recognize and work with that and then the fourth one was just to hone truth finding uh true hone our truth finding ability uh and that was a, a very i won't go into um that but that drew on um a, a buddhist epistemology which was um intuition grounded in reason confirmed in experience and testimony of the wise so there you go there was a quick whistle stop tour but um pranyanandi maybe uh, it'd be good to hear from you you know what what you did appreciate and what what you did find useful in the article as you said you had you had welcomed it um yes. and then and then we can move on to what it was that um you 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 thought was maybe at odds with what I'd written. Yeah. Okay. Well, you've used very very controversial topics, haven't you? Things that have provoked wide discussion within Triratna and within society generally, and some very very uh, extreme positions. I think potentially have been taken. We're talking about things like COVID, aren't we? And vaccination and lockdowns, that sort of thing. There, there's a lot of heat in these discussions. I've wanted to explore them for quite a long time, but somehow every time it's come up, it's usually been on sort of a website somewhere, and it's it's very very quickly got to the point where I didn't want to be on the website because of the way that the discussion had stopped being a discussion and started to be an attack, and so. I'm interested in this. I'm interested in, in how we can actually disagree better, really. How we can try and hear each other rather than shouting at each other. So when I, I saw these articles, the first thing that struck me was how clear they were. Yeah? How carefully constructed this argument was. How it followed logically. So I could really... Right from the start, I thought, well, this is really interesting, actually. And then almost immediately you, you gave your principles, which you've just outlined, about things like uh, looking at the problem in the round. And I thought, okay, I agree with those principles. Those are the principles I would use. So this is going to be really interesting, I thought. I went on reading the article. And then you got to what you call angles in the paper, which is the other stuff, the intuition grounded in reason and so forth. And I thought, I agree with all of those too. Yeah. Mm. And then you start using specific examples. And each time, the conclusion that you came to with the specific example 
was the opposite to the conclusion that I would have come to. And then I thought, well, that is fascinating because we're both sincere. We're both using the same principles, Mm -hmm. but actually we don't agree. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, well, perhaps I need to look deeper. What is behind using those principles for us? that colours our understanding. And that's what I found really useful, that Mm -hmm. process of saying I have to go deeper Mm -hmm. in the process, not the specific outcome. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there more you wanted to say or can I respond? No, I think I'd like you to respond if you would. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm really uh, really pleased that your principal attention was on the process which you thought was valuable because that was why the article was written. Um, It wasn't um, uh, a covert way of uh, taking a policy position. In in fact, in in at least two places, I point out that uh, I'm not drawing any policy conclusions. I am raising areas that uh, I I don't think they're controversial, but I I know they're, they're not. They're not accepted uh, in the mainstream narrative, um, and I was raising them uh, not as uh, final positions, but actually a consideration of these matters would look at some of the factors uh, that 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 I covered. That I I, I um, didn't assume every reader would find them controversial, but it it was quite um, a concern as I wrote the article because I didn't want to bounce readers. Uh, uh, that's why I was so pleased to get your your email. I didn't want to bounce readers say, "Well, I just don't agree with that," because actually there were no policy positions or conclusions in there. Um, you didn't have to work too hard to guess. Um, that some of my conclusions may differ from the mainstream, but yeah. uh, that um, I would really like us to get into that. Uh, I'd like us to unpack that a bit because if you said to me, okay, well, what would your policy position be, Atra? I, I honestly don't have one. Um, I wasn't uh, burdened with making a decision on behalf of a public centre with all the different um, ramifications and considerations. Uh, And um, I don't know where I would have landed. I I say that with complete honesty because it would have depended on the conversation and depended on which, if we go back to the principle of taking things in the round, it depends which... Um, aspect you preference is it hardcore buddhist practice is it the medical concerns of your community is it how you look to the the wider public uh, what i think i call the social concerns so mm-hmm. so i i really i i did not um it pleases me to get an opportunity to say this i i didn't have a fixed position on policy recommendations um, so, uh, but I felt that to just introduce principles in an abstract way wouldn't really engage the reader. So I did did take something that was was engaging. I think. Yeah, and and if this had just been abstract, we wouldn't be having this conversation mm-hmm. because in the abstract, I agreed with everything you said. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. only when it came down to specific examples. Yes. But then I was sitting there thinking, okay, and why are my conclusions different? Oh, well, let's yeah. hear that because you're a scientist. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, you might be looking at things more accurately than some of my... There was only... It wasn't even innuendo. There was only considerations in this article. So, yeah, you yeah. Know, I, I, um, but let, 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 give me an example of where where you thought it had gone adrift. As I say, it's not the principles. Mm-hmm. Um, I think where we might differ is the weight that we put on different parts of the process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that sound as so it might make sense? It, yes, yeah. I'd, so, li- I'd like you to give yeah. me an example. And... Well, for example, intuition. Mm-hmm. I'd really, I'm really interested in hearing from you, actually, what you think intuition is. Because mm-hmm. I'm not sure that it's necessarily the same thing that I think intuition is. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be at the root of where our differences spring from. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if we're making policy and using your angles, that first of all, there's an intuition about something, Mm -hmm. and then we look to ground it in reason Mm -hmm. and find the experience Mm -hmm. and then take the testimony of the wise, Mm -hmm. the whole thing starts with intuition, doesn't it? And I'm interested in your definition of that. How do you see intuition? So, uh, um, I think there are different levels of intuition from uh, almost, um, there can even be powers involved. I I talked about that in the footnotes where one just um, through extrasensory ability has some conclusion, but I, I really omitted that from the essay. This was um, a hunch um, based probably on life experience that we can't yet articulate. Um, so we generally, and and it, um, when I've looked at intuition with groups, you know, what we've discovered is that it's a word that's used for um for a whole range of things from an extraordinary abilities that you cannot explain how someone knows something and turns out to be right to um a deeply attached view that uh one really um can't be diverted from and yet it gets it gets labeled intuition so so i was defining it as a healthy hunch that one can't, um, um, I said two things really, that one can't initially articulate uh, and one that should always be subjected to uh, reasonable inquiry, um, rational, some some rational investigation. Uh, And by experience, I meant data. Uh, I didn't mean, it wasn't a poetic word for uh, I'm really good at this and I know what's needed here. Uh, by that, I mean, how, what would you observe? How could you test? Um, given that the, re- the, the reason policy writing is so, so difficult is you're making uh, guesses about the future mm. and you're trying to intuit processes. Um, and... Uh, you know, this this means one, it's very difficult. It means two, there's no room for dogmatism because you're making a prediction and you cannot 
be dogmatic about a future outcome, uh, particularly given the law of unintended consequences. So um, does that help? Does, does that unpack what I mean by intuition? Yes, I think it does. And I think it does explain one of our differences because I think my definition of intuition is a bit narrower than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say more. So that in my experience, when I have an intuition about something, it's usually a statement of I believe this or I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that then tends to colour everything that follows on from that actually so if mm-hmm. i make a statement that i i think that idea is wrong mm. yeah then when i go looking for information i tend to be drawn towards the things that kind of connect with that feeling yes yes yeah so that i put more weight on the things that that actually back up what i originally mm-hmm. thought mm-hmm. And I, the reason that I originally thought that in the first place is probably unconscious assumptions. Mm-hmm. So that they're not even conscious enough for me to know what they are. Mm-hmm. And therefore I find intuition is maybe a good starting point, mm-hmm. but doesn't tend to lead me into the open-mindedness that I need in mm-hmm. order to make a good decision on the basis mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. It just... It doesn't, as I say, raise a question. It makes a statement. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how does that, yeah. Well, I like what you've just said. (laughs) Yeah. Because you're talking about, um, I'm hearing you as talking about a confirmation bias, which we all have. Um, Yeah. it, It takes a high degree of generosity and openness to really look in a balanced way at everything. Um, but I I don't see intuition as thwarting that willing, if there is a willingness to look at data, uh, apply reasoned thought and, and uh, seek some testimony of um, experts. And of course, these are all fraught. Each of these is <laughs> Expert fraught. Expert particularly. Yeah, they're all fraught. Term, um, yes. I, I see intuition as you know, something we need to sit very loose to. I call it a blunt instrument. I didn't use it. I didn't uh, use that phrase in the essay, but I I regard it as a blunt instrument. Um, There are exceptions to that. I think um, at the end of a life long, uh, well, a long life well lived, um, some people have canny intuitions based on unconscious recognition of patterns and Mm. they can't fully explain where their accuracy comes from. Um, so I think part of good policy writing is knowing how much weight to put on our intuitions and knowing where it sits on this spectrum from, uh, an absolutely, uh, attached, um, dogmatic view to a quiet voice that shouldn't be ignored. You know, that's yeah. part of the beauty of it. And I think that part of the difficulty with policymaking actually is that, A, that takes time. Oh, you yes. really do have to sit yeah. back and listen for quite yeah. a long time. Yeah. And also, there may be other driving forces. Mm-hmm. That, uh, you know, you've got to make a decision now. It's got to be mm-hmm. the right decision. It's got to be. And that doesn't necessarily allow you to have that openness. Mm-hmm. I also think that if you haven't got a Dharma background, mm. 
you're not necessarily thinking in terms of openness, actually. You're mm-hmm. thinking in terms of actually right or wrong or, or um, mm-hmm. rather than skillful or unskillful. Mm-hmm. And that does make a difference mm-hmm. when you're going through these processes. It really changes your entire outlook. Yes, yes. Yes. But, but so far I'm hearing us as uh, very much on the same page, like this is a process that you would use. Uh, intuition yeah. um, can be trusted to a degree. Uh, we're flawed. Yeah. Uh, we never yeah. have enough time. There's nothing yeah. I disagree with. Um, it sounds like there was some content, and it might be worth exploring. Yeah. We may have to reverse back out of content, but by yeah. content I mean specifics it sounds like there were specifics in there where you thought i just yeah. i come to exactly the opposite conclusion or very different okay i i i thought we might get here so i did think of one particular mm-hmm. example and it's the example of infomectin oh yes actually mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which i thought was possibly the easiest one to look at mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it's a very straightforward question isn't it mm-hmm. which is mm. does infomectin help Hmm. people recover more quickly from COVID. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that is one of the examples you used, isn't it? It is, yes. yeah. Well, I pointed people to yes. data. Yes. yes. I, what, I, what I was challenging more than advocating for ivermectin, yeah. what I was challenging yeah. was the wide assumption that there was nothing could be done, Yeah. Uh, that this was entirely new. And doctors who tried to come up with treatment protocols were actually professionally hounded. So I was touching on that. Um, And also, I mean, I would not, uh, I do actually know how to look at clinical trials now. And there are some medics in the family. Um, But I would never, I would never be audacious enough to even mention a treatment protocol uh, unless I thought there was data, extensive data, with good chain of custody. And uh, in this particular case, actually, I don't know if you went to the footnotes, there was a very good resource. So, was that limb? Was uh, that limb? The, well, limb was one of the trials. Yes. That was an yes. outlier, but there was, uh, it's possible to look at uh, over 100 yeah. trials. Yeah. And the results were aggregated. So... Um, what am I trying to say here? Um, what I was inviting the reader to do was just look at, actually, there is a way of assessing the efficacy of something or to the fact that there might be treatments actually changes the landscape. That, that was all yeah. I was trying to do. And I think I understood that that was what you were trying to do. Mm-hmm. So I, hadn't, I didn't know these papers. I went and had a look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, because how mm. could I make any considerations mm. if I didn't mm. come and have a look, you know? Mm. And I thought, okay, these results are interesting. And then I thought, what do their peers say mm-hmm. about these papers? So you talk somewhere about replication and about that sort of thing. Can these results be reproduced? Mm. What I found was in this particular case, there's an awful lot of suggestion that in fact, the uh, research that found that in, is it ivermectin? Is that how you pronounce it? Ivermectin, yeah. Ivermectin yeah. was actually effective, was based on poor quality um, information in the first place. Yeah. And that is, 
why, in the end, the consensus has been that ivermectin would not be being used mm-hmm. 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 as a as a treatment for COVID. Mm-hmm. So I got a couple of uh, you know. And I agree with you in things like you need meta-analyses and that sort of thing. Of course you mm-hmm. do. And yet I've had an absolutely lovely paper whose title is The Lesson of Ivermectin. Meta-analyses based on summary data alone are inherently unreliable. Did you go, uh, to, did you go to the meta-study that aggregates all the results? Did you go to that uh, footnote? I went, I went to several of them. Mm-hmm. I found several meta-analyses. Mm-hmm. That aggregated results, mm-hmm. and I found that they differed. Yes, in, yeah, yeah, in their conclusions. Mm-hmm. Yes, so mm-hmm. again, I'm not a medical scientist. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult for me to say mm-hmm. actually this is correct or this is not correct. Yes. I'm also not a statistician. That's not my training. Mm-hmm. So. It's very difficult for me personally to analyse whether or not the statistical methods were correct. Yes, yes. But when I find report after report after report saying there's a problem with this, mm-hmm. there's a problem with that, there's a problem with this, there's a problem with that, one of them I read, and I couldn't find it again when I was looking up for this, actually said that um, they, they mentioned one of those reports that you mentioned and said mm. we don't understand why this report gets such different conclusions, mm-hmm. why this research is so strongly in favour of this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when everything else that we've looked at isn't. And mm-hmm. they, didn't, they weren't dismissing it, actually. Yes. They were simply saying, we don't understand why mm-hmm. this has happened. Mm. Yeah? It might be good to follow up after this meeting. We could exchange yes. some. Um, yes. Because yeah. I've, I've gone into this in some detail and I'm satisfied, uh, but that doesn't make me right. And it's not actually material to the article because it's not um, – it was um, – why did I even introduce it? Because I know this is um, – I know this can be problematic for some people. It was um, – it, because it, it, I don't think if you come back to policy making, actually we're not being asked to make a policy around – uh, whether a drug gets used or not, it was it was more to open up um, the rhetoric around it's vital that everybody gets vaccinated, and mm. it was um, saying actually I don't think it it was more complex than that and not so clear cut. Yeah. And I know even that also divides opinion, does it yeah. not for many people? It- it does indeed. Um, I do think it's yeah. important that people get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And I'll be quite open about that, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. clinically vulnerable. And for me, that's quite a, a, an emotive issue, actually. Yes. Yeah. But it, you're right. This did lead into that mm-hmm. and did actually, you know, set me thinking about, okay, and that does lead into should we be getting vaccinated mm-hmm. or not? Or are there other ways that we could be treating mm-hmm. this? Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, uh, yes, yes, think- and and uh, sorry, could I just interject quickly? Yeah. Of course, I wasn't taking a position on that. No, I was no. exploring uh, should vaccination be mandatory for participation, yes. which absolutely, is, which is very um, different from should should um, should someone take a personal decision to have a vaccine. Yes, and I think that is part of the difficult for policy making. Part of the difficulty, isn't it? Because there are always conflicting interests. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You you use examples of, for example, what if somebody uh, couldn't come into the centre unless they'd been vaccinated and then was harmed by the vaccination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. which I thought is a is is an absolutely standard question you need to ask. What would you, mm. what would that be like? Mm-hmm. But you could also say, what if somebody came into the centre who wasn't vaccinated and then was had the disease and passed it on to somebody else who was then harmed could. by it. Yes, yes. So, so there's always two sides to it, aren't yes, there? Yes, yes. That's, that's part of the, the trade-off. That's part yes, of the trade-off absolutely. thing. Yeah. And, you know, that trade-off thing is, is in a sense, at the heart of it, isn't it? It's yes. always going to be a trade-off. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as a right decision, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we, what trade-offs we're prepared to make do to depend on our assumptions mm-hmm. and our our backgrounds, don't they? They do. So that's why I said at the beginning, you know, I don't have a policy conclusion. It wasn't that I'm indecisive or um, that I'm... um, uh, Well, it wasn't any of that. It's that this... um, I can't foretell what the wisest policy would be. Um, but I do think you stand a better chance if you take into account looking at it in the round, trade-offs, yeah, yeah. Uh, the fact that there was conflicting data around, because uh, you know I'd like to follow up on some of the, without us getting into our axioms yeah. or assumptions. Absolutely. Because um, yeah. I think that would take us too, too far off course. But yeah. um, the, the, the fact that, some of these, uh, some of the statements that were in the mainstream narrative, actually needed to be audited. Uh, and I'm not yeah. St- yeah. sitting here dogmatically saying whether they're right or wrong, but they 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 they, they were very crucial assumptions. Um, yeah. And um, e- you know, even getting to a position, well, I don't know, on that puts means there's a different policy decision from well it's this or it's that yes absolutely and i think i agree with you and i think i actually we agree good policies do have to take into consideration everything you've said mm-hmm. i think I, I don't have any disagreement with that mm. it's mm. just yeah it's just that i think our underlying conditioning probably skews where we come to well on, you're making an, you're making an assumption there yes yes, might say so. yes, yes. <laughs> well yeah. because um i ha- held an identical position to you on a number of things till i looked at yeah. data yeah yeah so so, so so we, so maybe maybe what we need to be thinking about is testimony of the wise then what do we think is wise. What is it about that particular data that actually changed your opinion, but didn't change mine? If you see what I mean, what was uh, it? If you see what I mean. Well, I think yes. we've got there's two different categories here. So yeah, yeah. Um, when I say when I looked at the data, it wasn't yeah. uh, when yeah. I looked at um, when I took the counsel of others. Yeah. Uh, so there's two there's two different subjects here. There's uh, yes, interrogation yes, there and audit of the yeah. data. Testimony yes. of the wise I touched on. That's a very difficult subject. What I did yeah. uh, was suggested that if people don't look at the problem in the round, they don't talk about trade offs. Yeah. 
uh, if there is a degree of silencing uh, and if they um, have some assumptions that are questionable, then they may not be, um, you know, you may not come to regard them as wise. So it's, it's very difficult, isn't it? I mean, this was a particularly fraught area because, oh, yeah. um, you know, everybody's become the world's useless expert on viruses yeah. and immunity now, haven't they? Um, Quite. <laughs> very few of us are, actually. Yes. No, 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 I understand that. Um, and I'm not, um, uh, I'm not posturing as, as someone who, who knows a, a huge amount. Although with my engineering training, I know how to look at data and statistics. Yeah, and again, I don't, I don't say that to take the high ground, ground. That doesn't make me right. But I'm quite audacious in those areas. And yeah. as an engineer, I'm used to double and treble, treble checking because there's an acid test with engineering if you think something's going to work and it blows up. Yes. Um, so, so you do become very, very rigorous. Again, to repeat myself, I don't say that mm. to prove I'm correct. It's just this is a this is a, in my DNA. I, I do check things. Yeah, um, absolutely. When I'm, when I'm told them. And you know, uh, uh, my background, which happens to be mostly physics, mm-hmm. again, I deal with a lot, dealt with a lot of data. Yes. Yes. And you did have to make decisions about whether or not an outlier was yes. actually something you needed to be following up on. So yes. that's something that doesn't fit a trend. Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, if, if I may uh, interject just for a while, um, there's something you said a little while ago, Andy, which was very worrying uh, because Archer had said there's 181. Somebody's done a meta-analysis of 181. Mm-hmm. I think it, that's the number, isn't it? Um, looks yeah, at yeah. ivermectin. And uh, you found... Two other meta-analyses, I think. So there's yes. three altogether, is there? And they came to distant conclusions. And that's worrying for me because I thought a meta-analysis would bring it all together and tell us the truth. Yeah, and that's part of the problem, isn't it? And this, this, As I say, this, this paper where I found where meta-analysis could be inherently unreliable was a, quite a shock to me. Mm. Yes. It's a shock to me. Yeah, and... What it, I think I can summarise it by saying is that what you have to go back to is the quality of the individual patient um, data. Mm-hmm. So if your meta-analysis only includes stuff where the original data wasn't very good, mm-hmm. then the meta-analysis yes. potentially yeah. is going to be less, less valid. Mm-hmm. Would mm-hmm. you agree, Archer? Yes, yes. Uh, and that was, there was one source in there that I particularly liked because it allowed you to look at every single trial. And that yeah. included the limitations. I don't know if you've been in the comment stream. There was um, one reader who said, uh, you know, you're very mistaken, um, even, even mentioning the possibility of effectiveness. And they um, quoted two trials. Those two trials had multiple fatal uh, um, procedural um, uh, errors. That's the problem. That's the problem, isn't it? It is. It is. And and there's also you may or may not agree with this, but there has there was a great incentive to um, demonstrate that there was no possibility of a treatment other than emergency unlicensed, untested 
vaccine. There was an incentive for that. I think there was an incentive for that, but I also think that governments would have jumped at the chance of having a readily available drug that was already mm-hmm. been tested and was cheap. That's a good point. If yeah. they thought yeah. that it yeah. would actually work. Yeah, I and I shouldn't rush for it. Yeah, and I shouldn't yes. describe motives. Um, that, that's yes. never very yes. helpful or scientific. Yeah. So um but just just finishing maybe on Ivermectin, if if yeah. you haven't had a had a look, um and I could send you some more. I actually had uh, we put well, I put together a small um, think a, a small group yeah. of us where we actually went through this data. Um, I know mm. most people don't have the time or the interest to do that, um, but but one of the references it lets you audit every single thing. So I agree with what you just said that um, you have to be very careful with meta trials. A lot of the trials weren't statistically significant, although uh, it is permissible to aggregate to some extent. Um, Yeah, and that does help the results. Mm -hmm. I think think it's extremely difficult. Yes. If it is not your field, really, to be able to know Yes, what I'm beginning to regret be I included it in the article. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to do that. I, it's just, no, it's fine. It's, it's fine. I mean, I knew yes. uh, it was certainly. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. It was. It was certainly garner interest. Yes. Um, yeah. And and it also, in passing, it illustrates that we're talking about axioms. You know, what are the starting yeah. axioms yeah. that you assume, and it illustrates the difficulty of even recognising the assumptions we're making. Um, yeah. And I think that is a fundamental thing, isn't it? We don't usually stop to think about what our assumptions are. Mm-hmm. You just get that statement, I don't agree with this, that's yes. wrong. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we don't usually go back and say, why am I thinking that? Mm-hmm. We start from that point as being, that's how it is. Yes, yes, yes. yes. yeah, yeah. And I think in policy making, that's very dangerous mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because uh, my assumptions are not necessarily your assumptions, mm-hmm. and therefore my views are not necessarily your views, mm-hmm. and that's going to lead to a, an immediate conflict in discussions on policy making. Yes, I um, I was interested in your email, Fagnin Andy, where where you 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 thought it was worth saying that you were left wing. Yes, and I, I wondered what that was to do with the topic. Did you assume that Archer was coming from a right wing position? I think, to be fair, I did actually, mm. and I need what, to say what that. made you what made you think that? Because in the debates that I've heard previously, people with more right wing opinions tend to be saying the sort of things that Archer was saying. Mm-hmm. Now that may simply be my limited experience. Yes, yeah, but that is my assumption, mm-hmm. and I yeah. thought I should put it in because I wanted to be clear about that. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. I, I sort of intuited that you'd assume that. Yes, yes, um, and, and that may is, not be valid actually, and I apologise if it's not valid. It, in a way, it doesn't matter if it is or isn't valid because there was nothing in that article that I regard as to do with the right-left-wing dichotomy yeah. other than a, a section where I said I reluctantly touch on this, yeah. which was where we stand in terms of collective action versus individual responsibility. Yeah. 
Yes, and, and I think that does come into that left wing right it wing does. split. Yeah, it does. Yeah, well, it does in my yes. head anyway. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think my position is actually that we need both. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Um, so I don't think yes. there was anything. Um, okay, that's uh, that interesting. Yeah, I just don't think yeah. it. I just cannot map um, yeah. Yeah. this article and the process onto right left, other than us recognizing where we are on a spectrum of mm. collective, um, if necessary, dictated action compared with individual. It's more the libertarian spectrum. So it I is, did. Actually. I did touch on that, but that was that was only a few paragraphs in <laughs> thirty-five yeah, pages. <laughs> but isn't isn't that interesting? Mm. That my assumption out of this was that you probably were right wing. Now, doesn't mm -hmm. that say something about the whole discussion? If you see what I mean, of, of difficulties of policy making mm -hmm. that I had, without even realizing it, put a left wing, right wing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Split it doesn't fit. It might fit yeah, in other yeah, things I've yeah, yeah. said and written, yeah, but yeah, not here. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. And I think it's really important to, to say that and for mm -hmm. me to hear that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 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 important. Thank you for bringing it up, Ratnaguna. Mm -hmm. Yes. You're welcome. And uh, I think probably we should begin to wind up this discussion. It's been really yes. good, actually, really brilliant. Thank yeah. you both. Any Any last thoughts before we end? Actually, I've really enjoyed talking to you, Archer. Yes. <laughs> it's, Reciprocal. It's, yeah, it's been a very good discussion, I thought, actually. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. It has. And, yeah, I think quite an important discussion, actually, too. So can we talk about this? Yes, we could, actually, couldn't we? Mm -hmm. Yes. Easily. <laughs> you, yes. You, and, and the interesting thing is you've both given some ground. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, thank you both again. Yeah. Good. Anything else first end well, or is that uh, is there any other footnotes from? I I don't have anything. Mm -hmm. So. Well, thank you again for writing. I really appreciated mm. the opportunity, yes, yes. and to clarify my own thinking, I don't regard it as uh, complete. It's not the easiest um, subject to write about. How one comes to wise policy conclusions but you'll gather i think it's an important subject yeah i really do think it's an important subject as well and i think actually it's been very interesting just talking about it mm -hmm. just yeah okay gives me thing to think about yeah. yes okay thank you both yep. thank you thank you ratnaguna thank you. for uh, hosting us yes thank you for facilitating this yes. that's great